My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hey guys, welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and I'm here today with Amy Lee Westervelt, the Dream Design Coach. Uh, today, we're talking about the power of designing your dreams. Um, she has a special way she does that. And we're also going to talk about just her and her personal life and how she uses that, the challenges and the successes that come with being intuitive and also being able to channel that guidance for oneself. Uh, so welcome, Amy Lee. And uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Molly. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Good. You're so welcome. So let's start at the beginning. Let us know sort of what, what you're about, what your business um, helps people with, and, and sort of what that mission statement is for you. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, that's such a good question. I think this has evolved tremendously since the time that I really kind of started the work. Um, it goes back to probably the time I was a little girl. I always wanted to be a visionary. Um, I remember as a little girl, it was like, you know, the whole idea of the Messiah. I was like, what if that's me? What if I'm it, right? Like I always had this otherworldly kind of feeling. And I grew up in a place where that wasn't necessarily nurtured. Um, my dad a little bit more so, but um, it was just kind of like one of those things that I always felt different, but I never understood why it was different. Um, going through school, I always related to people very much on a, on a soul level. Um, and I guess I thought everybody did that. I think I had access to psychic abilities from a very early age and didn't realize that wasn't just how everybody was, right? So um, I have, you know, it wasn't until, I, I apologize, I'm jumping around a lot, but it wasn't until college that I actually kind of really discovered the law of attraction. I kind of think of it like, you know, in the Da Vinci Code, when they have that moment when Tom Hanks, I think it's Tom Hanks, when he kneels down and like way below the surface is the, the coffin of um, Mary Magdalene. And it's like, you were right all along. Like, I feel like the law of attraction came along and just put everything in a nice neat bow for me. Like it was like, oh my goodness. Okay, the secret like explained it. And I was hooked from that moment on. So um, I ended up having lots of things happen in my life. I, you know, uh, got married, got divorced, got remarried. And I found myself in Alaska with my husband who was stationed there. Um, and it was negative 60 degrees and the air hurt, the air hurt my face. And I had two small children. And I was like, this is for the birds. I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. I love you. You're my best friend. Like let's just ride off in the sunset together. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but you need to figure out how to make the money that I'm making. Um, and I was like, okay. And I had no idea I was going to do that Molly, but I knew that like, I, I, my back was against the wall. Right. So brought myself back to the secret to Bob Proctor, to the law of attraction. And I get in there and I'm watching this, um, this YouTube video. He's talking about, um, you were born rich and he's kept saying, you know, what do you really want? what do you really want? And I was like, you know what, Bob, I don't really know. I know all the things I don't want. I can enumerate everything I don't want, but when it comes to what I actually want, I really don't know. 
And so I started to really tap into what that looked like, why I wanted it. Like, did I really want it? Did I want it because it was what people wanted? Did I want it because it's what the Joneses wanted? Did I want it because I thought it would make somebody happy? And I really whittled it down to the things that I truly desired. And when I did that, I started to notice that when I aligned with them on a soul level, they just started manifesting. And I had this incredible life. And we did get my husband out of the military and we made multi-million dollars and we bought our car in cash and we bought our dream house and we did all these things. And I was like, this is something that I need to share with the world. And so dream design was born, right? The idea that, um, you know, we are connected on a soul level to the things that we truly desire. And when we access that higher consciousness, um, by way of our human self, we can really start to magnetize th those things on a much faster, much more aligned level because there's so much emotion and desire attached to them that we're literally connecting to them through time and space. And so that has been phenomenal for me. It's been phenomenal for my clients. And it's just been a really powerful realization that it's not just about manifesting which I now realize is more of the, the, the part of the universe at large, the design piece, the creative element of what is it I'm manifesting is really what is nestled in the heart of the human, right? And so really helping people tap in and open up to what does that really look like? Is it something that's already in your field? Do you desire something that's literally in the room that you're in, but you haven't connected to it in that way? And that has been really powerful. Hmm. I hear you. I hear you. That's exciting stuff. And yeah, it's, it is, it's, um, a journey of putting those pieces together. And once you get it, it seems so simple, but yeah. the evolutionary process of our, our consciousness as individuals, uh, you know, it's dependent on us just kind of testing it out, seeing how it works for us, how it feels in our bodies, how it feels in our lives and how it shows up. So I think that's amazing how that, that worked out for you. And so how, how exactly do you help your clients? Like, say you've got someone, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or a program, what methods do you use and, and how do you go about that transformation and, and helping to facilitate that for them? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I am a board certified neuroenergetics practitioner, uh, master neuroenergetics practitioner. So I use a lot of tools like NLP, EFT, time tech, excuse me, we don't do time techniques. It's time. No, it is time techniques. That's right. Um, Cause there's like proprietary names for them. And I don't want to get myself in trouble on your show here. <laughs> um, and so it's, you know, um, it's a combination of a lot of different tools. Human design is a huge one that I've started using in the last two years, really helping people to kind of see, you know, there, we all come with our own blueprint of kind of like what we're here to do. Um, the things that we desire, they're on our hearts because the creator God universe source has desires that can't be enacted because the creator already has everything. So the only way that it can receive is through us, right? So by virtue of having these desires, we are fulfilling the needs of, you know, creating more wholeness in the world. So it's why I always say like your dreams are your job. Like it's not some cute thing that you think about. Um, but then when I learned about human design, I realized that there's another piece of that, right? So if your dreams are your mission and what you're here to do, your, your uh, human design is the method. It's the blueprint. It's the coding that you came here with 
that helps you to navigate your life and your life experiences. So when I get someone into my world, the first thing I do is I have them grab their chart and I can really kind of start, the more I talk to them, I can kind of see some of the things, but it's nice to have that confirmation. And I think a lot of people really appreciate having something tangible that they can look at that gives them something that makes what they feel and what they think makes sense. And the thing that's really powerful about human design is that it's based on your birth time. So you can't mess it up. It's not like the MBTI where you're like, oh, I was in a bad mood that day. You know, you can't second guess it. It is what it is. And so really working with that and understanding how it tells us more about who we are, how we're here to align with our ideal reality. I think it's really powerful um, to see that from the beginning. And then of course, you know, just in conversation, listening to limiting beliefs, finding out logical fallacies they're making, you know, um, complex equivalencies, like things that they think that, you know, this means this. No, it doesn't. When did you decide that it mean, meant that? You know, and really helping them to um, align with what they want their identity to be. And I think the biggest thing, honestly, is just the, the realigned belief that we choose what we believe because I think a lot of people just think beliefs just happen and well I don't know what to tell you that's what I believe a belief is a choice and so a lot of my work with clients is really just helping them to see that higher self that I see when I look at them right because I think that's one of my superpowers is I look at someone and I see the god consciousness the goddess right um, and they sometimes are like, I don't know how you see that. And I'm like, oh, let's chip away and I'll show you. And so that's really kind of just reminding them, you're just like me. You, you know, we are all pieces of the collective consciousness. And I know you think, oh, you're the coach or you, you know, you have this billion dollar lifestyle or you have this amazing relationship. Well, so do you in the quantum and let's just get you there. Hmm, I love that. I love that. And so to me, it sounds like how I would describe, I mean, definitely using any kind of uh, chart. I, you know, I look at astrology, numerology, sure. sign chart, you know, it, which is a new term for me. I've been hearing it, you know, not since I started the podcast, a few people talking about it. Um, yeah. But then within that, um, I would assume that intuition is part of part of that process as well. Kind of what, like uh, honoring what feels right for, for you, because, you know, once you see it in the charts, like, okay, yes, that kind of validates what I already know is right for me. So exactly, yeah, exactly. And gives you permission. It gives you so much permission. If you're a person that doesn't like to go live and, and share yourself in that way, and then your chart shows you that you have an open throat, you're like, well, no kidding, of course. And then you stop trying to put yourself in that square peg round hole of like, why can't I just, well, because you weren't meant to, you weren't meant to be that, you know, and, and if that's something that you're like, well, I want to, but you know, then, then there are workarounds for that. But I think really giving people permission that, and that's the thing with human design, human design is the study of differentiation. It's all about the ways that society homogenizes us and how that's not how it's meant to be. We're all meant to be individuals. I mean, obviously from an economic perspective, it's a lot easier to make a million pounds of mashed potatoes than it is to make somebody a salad and somebody mashed potatoes and somebody, you know, and so from an economic perspective, it's cost effective to treat people very homogeneously. But the truth of the matter is we're all meant to be treated individually and equally. And we all have so many complex systems going around inside of us. And when we really tap into that, and we give ourselves permission to operate according to those things. And yeah, I guess in modern day society, it may be a little bit of an inconvenience that some of my kids like cold food and some of my kids like hot food, you know, according to their design. But at the end of the day, if I'm helping my child honor their alignment, if I'm really helping them step in and know that who you are is so crucial that I'm willing to make 
you know, I'm willing to, to make adjustments. I think that goes so far in really honoring the individual and helping to raise them to become, you know, even more powerful contributing members of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, um, get them, get them while they're young <laughs> in terms yeah. of teaching them to listen to themselves, not everybody else. I love that. Um, so how, how did your kind of your path, I mean, you mentioned kind of the nuts and bolts of how, how you looked for this work and then created this business, but how did your intuition draw you? Like how has, has that intuitive path drawn you along, you know, whether it was through a first marriage or through some challenges and grief and all the way to doing this? Is it a calling that you felt the whole time or did it activate at a certain point? And sort of how recently has that been showing up like in the last several years? I know you mentioned uh, kind of an aha moment in 2020 of claircognizance. Um, you know, if you even want to just start there and show, yeah. and like share how things have evolved since then, that would be really cool to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I never fancied myself, uh, you know, any kind of a new age uh, magical person, right? Like I was in lots of different masterminds of people who were like healers and card readers and shaman. And I'm like, I don't have any of that. I'm just a girl. Um, and in 2020, I was just sitting there one day and it was right after everybody started balancing their brooms. They were like, look, my broom balances. This is so, and everybody was uniting over that. And right on the heels of that, the Super Bowl happened. And there were so many people that were like complaining about the way that the women dressed. And some people were saying it was like trafficking. And some people were saying, you know, it's women's empowerment. And what I noticed that was really interesting was that this was a very clear non-delineation of party lines. It wasn't conservative saying one thing and you know liberals saying the other thing. It was very much cross-pollinating. The, and I was like, wow, this shadow like does not want to integrate. Like this is some serious ish. And that's when I got this download that was like, oh, girlfriend, you have not seen anything yet. Let me just tell you. And I was like, what? What's going on? And I proceeded to understand that some giant fear event was going to perpetuate the entire planet. I went live in my Facebook group at the time when this happened. If any of you ever find my Facebook group, you can literally go watch this transmission. I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying, but here's how it went. And I literally just blurted it all out. And that was in January of 2020. And I think we all know what happened in March of 2020. Um, And I said, you know, the shadow doesn't want to integrate. It's literally going to find everywhere it can not to be seen on one side so it can be trapped and isolated. It's like it's wiggling its way through all of everything. Um, And that's when I started to really have downloads about duality. You know, like I there was a lot of tension and a lot of anger during the whole pandemic thing people that were just vehemently one side or the other. And I was like, why can't we all just get along? And I got this download that was like, we never will. Because if you think about the fact that consciousness started as this ball of oneness, the first thing it had to do in order to create all of us was separate in some way. So the first division from consciousness was duality. The moment that happened, there was this and that, there was yes and no, there was me and you, there was light and dark. So That means that when it comes time to spiral it all back together in wholeness, which is really what I believe is the plan of the, of the whole thing. And maybe it's already done it. And we're just having the experience of living it. Like it's still happening. That will be the last thing that comes back together. So how refreshing is it to look at the world and go, oh yeah, well, these people don't get along. Well, of course they don't because duality, you know what I mean? So 
um, I guess that was kind of a tangent, but for me, it's really been the opportunity to tap into a parent figure inside of myself. Like when I need it, there's somebody there to mother me, to father me, um, to really kind of, you know, pour into that inner child. But for me, I realized I actually have an outer child. The outside is the child, the inside is the adult. So for me, it's really been about like, okay, I am down and out right now. This is awful. Like, what do I need to know? And then just knowing that there's almost like this energetic arm that comes around you and it's like, oh, come here. Let me just tell you, you know, so that's been really powerful. Um, but yeah, before 2020, I, I didn't have any of that. And now it's the craziest thing. Like people will dream about me and I'll be like, okay, like, like you were in my dream last night it happens all the time. And I'm like, I don't remember being in your dream or I'll think of someone and they'll all of a sudden message me. Um, it's, it's almost like eerie if you don't know to look for it, you know, like if you weren't aware of the existence of the metaphysical, it probably would freak you out. But now even with my husband, I'm like, isn't it so crazy? And he's like, kind of used to it now. I'm kind of used to it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And yeah, I, I love what you mentioned about the inner child and the outer child for that matter, because those parts of us that need attention are so important on this path. And especially if we uh, kind of sign up or, or take the mantle of uh, shining our lights in the world, like we were called to do. We still have those human parts that need that, you know, that nurturing and that uh, sometimes some time off, some self-care. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't feel as worthy as we'd like them to feel. And and I know you mentioned that that can be sometimes a challenge for you, um, sort of um, overcoming the fear of um, offering yourself up and and showing up as you are or feeling worthy to, to even, I don't know whether it's do this work or, or say that, Hey, I can, I can help you, you know? Um, and maybe even how that bleeds into your personal relationship sometimes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up because there, I have so much to say about that. So first of all, coming back to human design, there's two things that are at play there. Uh, number one is that I have an open heart center, which means that I have a worthiness block where I just don't, it's like a diabetic can't make insulin. I can't make the worthiness enzyme. So no matter what I do, I'm never going to feel inherently worthy. It just doesn't, I don't have the capacity to do that. Now I can know it. I can have faith. I can see the evidence and I can intellectually see it and understand it, but I don't have the feeling of that. And and I've come to terms with that. Um, The second part of that is, you know, I'm a five one in human design, which basically just means that people see in me what they want to see. And this has been really hard because you know, you're seen as this prolific leader of like, oh my gosh, this person has my answers. But when it comes to having intimate relationships, that can be really hard because people don't see you as the person. They see you as the icon or they see you as what they think you are. Right. And so that's been really challenging for me because a lot of times I just want to connect with someone one-on-one and that's not always possible because they've already decided that I'm the guru or I'm whatever. So that's been really challenging in friendships. Um, luckily, before I ever got into any of this, I've got a good group of girlfriends that know me from way back, you know, in, in high school with whatever those Jenko jeans we wore and our, you know, Jenko craziness. Jeans. I remember Jenko, those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just turned 40, so yeah, I, I, I could date myself real fast <laughs> if I needed to. Um and then with my, you know, with my husband, my husband is, is the most loving, gentle, sensitive, wonderful, intellectual, like he is 100% my soulmate. And when I say that, what I really mean is that we are one soul that decided to come to this planet this time in two bodies. Like the similarities are uncanny, 
But even that, even as much as he's shown me love, there's this piece of me that's always looking for validation. And so I'm always like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Are you mad? And like, he's learned not to get upset about it. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, when is it going to be enough? Like when, and I've realized, and, and only in the last couple of days that there's this part of me that doesn't complete the loop when I get the information it goes right back to the beginning again. So instead of going, okay, well, this is truth. And so I'm going to let it go. It's like, I, I feel like I ruminate back on, okay, but what if it isn't, but what if this isn't really what it is? I think some of that comes from having a narcissistic parent. Some of it comes from having an emotionally immature parent. Um, maybe those are the same people. Maybe they're not having forbid they're listening out there. Um, <laughs> and you know, some, some of it is that for sure. Um, but I think from a leadership perspective, sometimes I get this feeling of like, who am I to tell somebody what to do? Who am I to lead? And that again, comes from this idea of this worthiness, right? So worthiness blocks have been something that I've been working on for such a long time. And when people come to me and be like, you know, like I'll be in a peer mastermind and I'll be talking to someone and they'll be like, but you're Amy Lee. And I'm like, yeah. And I just messed up the email that I sent to my people for Black Friday. Can you help me? Like, I'm a human, remember? But, you know, people see with this like prolific lens and it's, and that can be really distressing, I think sometimes, um, because you just don't, you know, I think they call it um, the familiar stranger, right? Like people know you, but they don't know you. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be lonely sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it, it is, you know, it's, if you allow, when you allow that part of yourself to lead the, you know, the guide, the, the coach, the mentor, whatever it is, and no matter what, no matter how old we are, uh, there's always that inner child inside and that, that part that just wants to play and just be. And I think that's really important for any other practitioners out there listening. This, this is definitely a conversation for you as well, that, you know, we get it and it's, it's about, also, you know, not only asking for what you need, but then maybe even using some of some of our modalities and some of the ways we create other things to create opportunities to let that out, you know, drawing, drawing that to us. So I drew a few cards for you to, to sort of help you along on this, if that's all right. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. So um, did a quick kind of past, present, future, just to sort of look at the snapshot of this. And it looks like um, recently there has been kind of a, a divine detour in terms of, you know, maybe relationships that haven't been as, as um, supportive. Maybe it's, it's come up again after not rearing its head for a while, but there's definitely, you know, this, this kind of lesson for the egoic self that when you get pulled away from the fire, when you get pulled away from your light and your inner source of clarity, um, it's, it's a gift to help you find your way back again. So looking at this worthiness issue as, as sort of a teacher or this gift to help you like, okay, that's when I'm in my instinct to be afraid right now. And this is where I'm overthinking maybe, and I'm too much in my intellect and my intuition has, has left the building because whatever that was, and, and I kind of feel like this is more, um, either a female relationship, maybe two in particular, and I just see this kind of like detour, like I thought that was going to be something and it's not, or, or maybe there was some betrayal or disappointment there. And you did a really good job of um, holding your confidence and staying in the witness, like c- keeping control over your emotions. Um, but it wasn't easy. 
And so as you're moving forward, and so, so do you resonate with that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Very good. All right. You can't, yep. I'm just, just tapping in, but, um, but yeah, currently you're in a space of finding the beat of your own drum. There's, there's three cards that have to do a lot with not only finding your unique rhythm and following it, um, but also knowing yourself as the leader um, and knowing that any obstacles that come your way, you will be able to use your intuition to get around them. You don't have to face conflict head on. You can go around it. It's the hummingbird card, which is all about zipping around. You think they fly thousands of miles in their teeny tiny lifetimes and they don't, they don't get in fights really, maybe with each other over the nectar, but, but that's it. They don't, they don't really have to, to even deal with predators that much. They move so fast. So, so just trust your skills in going around things. Um, and that, that can be your way. You don't have to kind of do a, a more masculine or assertive approach to, um, solving problems or, or, or solving conflict. It can be very soft. Um, and then I also just got a hit of you when you are feeling that unworthiness to call it like you see it and talk to someone directly about it, whether it's your husband or, or a trusted friend, or even just talking to yourself, driving in the car, wherever you are, like this is coming up. I'm having I can't like for me, I'll, I'll share, I'm a, I'm a cancerian. So insecurity is my thing. And so when I have an insecurity attack, that's what I just call it that like, that's what's happening. I just don't feel secure. And I just, you know, my whole world is rippling and I, in my mind, I know exactly what's happening, but it still doesn't mean that the, the, the emotions are still there. And I have to say, okay, it's definitely been triggered from the past or from even a past lifetime, but how can I continually, continually nurture myself to know that it's not that way this time. And sometimes it's about choosing the opposite of what feels natural. So for you meeting this worthiness issue, it would be, I'm going to choose what's, what's scary to do, or what maybe someone who didn't have this problem would do. And I'm going to do it so often to show myself that it's safe, you know, whether that is offering your services or speaking up in your relationship or, you know, just, just even sharing like, Hey, I'm having a worthiness attack. This was happening. Um, but, but going forward, you have a lot to share. Don't be stingy with, with your knowledge. Um, when you meet the same issue over and over again, it's because you're being taught something. Your spirit guides are trying to get it through to you so that you don't ha ever have to do this again. It's a karmic lesson to break free of that kind of expectation of your, that you may have of yourself to stay small to keep everybody else comfortable. And it is also a generational issue. Um, maybe noticing how, how I, I do get mom, mom and mom line. Um, but also some on the father line where it's like just staying put, not, not really taking responsibility for, for one's life and one's success and kind of blaming the external circumstances. I don't feel that you do that, but I feel like there's that internal uh, part that says, well, unless the world tells me I'm worthy, then I'm, I might not be, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's really defining it from the inside, the same way that you've defined so many other things, but yeah, embracing it. Absolutely. But doing the opposite thing over and over again, and exposure, it's like exposure therapy. That's, what's going to help you get through this to, to kind of put yourself out there in a way that feels authentic to you. Um, you know, not someone else's method, but in, the, in your method. That's mm -hmm. what that's that that feels like the way. Good to know. Yeah, resonates a lot. Awesome. Very good. 
Well, thanks for letting me share that. I love giving readings. It's my favorite way to connect people. So, um, so tell us where uh, our audience can find you if they're interested in learning more about human design and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at my website, which is amyleewesterveld.com. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. So don't worry about the phonetics, although it is very phonetic. Um, and on there, I have a really cool, like a full length free human design course that you can take. I think it's really important that you understand the fundamentals of human design. So it'll show you how to grab your chart. It'll walk you through all the different pieces of it. And it is a full length course. It's not like a little like fun, you know, it's not like a little freebie. Like, I just want you to know, it's probably going to take you about 90 minutes to get through it. Um, but once you have that knowledge, it's like this whole other level opens up for you and you're like, oh my gosh, like, how did it know that about me? Because it's, that's what you were here to do. Like, that's your blueprint. It's been on you all along. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks so much for sharing it, sharing your knowledge and sharing a little bit about yourself. We love to know, you know, we're out there human beings doing these, you know, this divine work. And it's really important that we, we know that we're relatable. So thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I hope to talk to you again sometime. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Molly. Bye-bye. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.